All right, welcome back. We are with um, the Region 1 now. We're going to be talking about that. First up matchup, we got Jefferson City, the number one overall seed against the number 16 seed, the Mobile Homes. Um, I caught up with Bobby, 31, after the game, and here's what he had to say. Hey, this is Coach Bobby, 31, of the Jefferson City Seed Beggars. So I'm looking at the uh, tournament bracket right now. Overall number one seed. Obviously feeling good about my team coming off the uh, the preseason NTT victory. Uh, the season's been going really well. We picked up a big win today against Nashville. Even though River Smith fouled out in like 10 minutes, it still felt good. Um, so anyway, well, you're the number 226 team in the country with Mobile. But uh, they recently started to change their entire system, going from slow to man. And in that time, they've won five out of six games after starting the season losing every single game and scoring like 30 points a game. So I have no idea what to expect. Now, they don't have any big wins in there. Obviously, Julian Woodward, uh, Julian Woodard is a fantastic player. So it's not the easiest 116 matchup, even despite what you see with the PR. Uh, now, after that, if we can get past them, Stillwater, uh, I would imagine will be the team to represent out of the 8-9 matchup. And then after that, Jackson, Montgomery, New Orleans, Albuquerque. That is a tough sub-region. Whoever makes it out of there is going to be a difficult matchup. Obviously, nobody has an easy draw in the NTC. I don't especially like mine. Uh, but this is the window to win right now. we got Michael Johnson, senior. Ruben Stith, senior. So they got to step up right now. This has to be our year. So uh, what do you think of what uh, Bobby had to say after that? Yeah, I think he's right. I think there's talent on his side of this bracket, and he's right to be a little nervous about it. Uh, even some of the lower seeds like Montgomery seem to have some talent that he'll have to uh, be real worried about running through, running through the uh, NTT here. So no easy path for Jefferson City. Yeah, so you look at Jefferson City, obviously number one overall team. They're number six in assists. They're number uh, two in points. They're number uh, three in three points attempted and number three in true shooting percentage. Uh, Mobile, on the other hand, is number eight in rebounding margin, number uh, eight in opposing points, uh, and number five in opposing three points attempted, which hard to say what they are and aren't because they just switched their team completely. Exactly. I mean, they had a couple games. Were, were they playing possum where they're trying to surprise people uh, losing on purpose? What, I don't know what this. Well, they was. had another coach. Do you remember uh Hauserman, the guy who was uh, <laughs> a little rash with his thoughts, I guess. Um, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but uh, he, he picked up the, well, they had a different coach at the beginning of the year. He left, which kind of, um, Left our tournament of shambles the way I remember it. Yeah, and then Hauserman picked it up, and they still weren't very good. I think they might have had a third coach before um, Kron took over. So, Kron, I mean, if anything, this shows you that coaching does matter. Oh, Um, right. There there are right and wrong settings, and I think Coach finally found them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's great that it's a great story what they did. I mean, they they literally won five games all year. Three of them were in the conference tournament. Uh, actually, I think Coach Crown won all five of those games for him. Only lost one to uh, the West Palm Beach uh, Trans Dragons. So, congratulations <laughs> on making the NTT as a reward. You get Jefferson City, um, which <laughs> is not an easy matchup for sure. <laughs> Yeah, Jefferson City is going to be fine for this game. I don't think we have to worry too much about their their prospects here. All starts at point guard with Melvin Dent. What a 
beast they have running the point. Yeah. I mean, he can pass almost five assists per game, but yep. this guy just shoots 26 points a game, 58% true shooting, and don't act like they're bloating their stats because they have the fourth strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Battle-tested, playing against great teams, throwing up stats, picking up wins. I mean, Jefferson City's real. Yeah. Three games against Nashville. Three games against, or two games against Lansing. I mean, this, and then they played in the PNTT and won it. <laughs> like this team is legit. Uh, they they beat Rockford um, by twelve in the PNTT. Uh, I mean, the, I mean, other than that Lubbock loss, <laughs> <laughs> I know they had three real losses in the regular season. But all the top ten teams, yeah. I don't know how they lost to Lubbock. I don't know how my team got them in the in the preseason, but. Uh, he did. That's yeah. all he did. He so, doesn't get it either. I mean, Julian Woodward, Woodward is good, but uh, I mean, this is going to be Melvin Dent and D'Angelo Miles uh, just uh, putting on a show. So I'm excited to see how far they make it. Uh, and I have to do this for Jimmy, but is does Jefferson City have an active coach? Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, we got Stillwater, coached by about 30,004. Um, number 32, 189 strength of schedule. Uh, Brian Tusher is their, um, is their guy, the senior shooting guard, going up against Banger, the uh, Wild Ducks. Yeah. Uh, Newsmeister, um, Gabriel Mingus. I love Lane Baddorf. They're a little, they're a little short at the center position, but they're, they're a lot taller than everywhere else. And obviously, uh, they really trust their uh, Mingus and uh, Baddorf because – uh, they got two six eleven guys um, coming off the bench, but I think this should be a good matchup. Uh, you look at you look at Stillwater. Stillwater is number five team in steals. They are the number two team in opposing points. Number one team in opposing free throws attempted. Uh, they are the number nine team in opposing three points attempted. Uh, number eight team in opposing true shooting percentage, and number eight team in uh, true shooting percentage margin. So they're a really good defensive team. Um, Banger is, uh, I mean, it feels like they're, um, they're not top 10 in any statistical category, but they are, they are a team that likes to score too. So um, it will be interesting to see if they can break through uh, Stillwater. So yeah, Bangor is a great recruiting team. They've been, the coach has been doing a wonderful job hitting the trail and bringing in great freshmen. Um are, you were just talking about Jimmy Neutron. He's the guy who could tell us the most because Bangor looks good, and then Rochester just hands it to him twice this season, including mm-hmm. the conference tournament game. In fact, it is Jimmy's fault that this guy fell into this eight nine matchup, yeah. uh, and, and which is which is a horrible spot to have to play from. So you know, you look at them and you want to say that to- they get a top ten a three slash six junior class. So there's plenty of action there. Look at Newmite. Newmeister, sorry, their, their shooting guard hits for 23 a game very efficiently, mm-hmm. 1.7 steals a game. They, they seem to do everything right, but they don't win big games. And it, does that help you? I mean, it might help you in the first round, but it's not going to get you past Jefferson City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's move on. We got Jackson 5, winners of two NTTs back in the day. Um, they are the number 13 overall team, a number four seed going up against the 13th seed, the Montgomery War Eagles, coached by Batman W. Um, I actually have a little inside information on this. Um, uh, Batman W has taken a little bit of a leave of absence um, from, okay. uh, from DTL to 
focus on his family and stuff. So nothing wrong with that. Always got to respect that. Um, and a guy, so I don't think he's been actively coaching his team, but he's still got really good talent on this team. Um, tough thing is you're going up against a really good team in, uh, in, uh, Jackson Hayden long, uh, the center is amazing. I love Andrew Flynn too. Um, you look at Jackson, Jackson is, uh, is the number eight team in opposing three points attempted the number four team in opposing true shooting percentage, the number three team in true shooting percentage margin, number one in blocks, number nine in opposing points. Um, whereas Montgomery is the number six team in three points attempted and the number four team in assists. So an offensive versus defensive battle. Um, I really, I mean, Jackson's always good, always good. They always do really well. And, uh, I mean, I expect him to do well again. Yeah, and, and Jackson's been very – in contrast, again, Jackson's been very active with their lineup. They've tried a number of people in a number of different places. They're really getting things in sync as the season goes along. Huge size. They get a seven-foot center, 12 rebounds, 4.6 blocks a game. I mean, that's big, ugly stuff inside. And, and you're going up against a team that, that isn't very big on their own side. Montgomery goes 6'8", 6'9", 6'9", in the front court. That's decent, yeah. but what are they going to do against a 7'1 guy if they're trying to get inside? I mean, Montgomery doesn't they, – they shoot some threes and they do it all right, but uh, they're not league leaders in three-point shooting. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think they know how to stretch the floor well, and I think they get swallowed up. Okay. All right, let's move on to the 5-12 matchup. We got New Orleans, 17-1 and one out of Conference um, 12. They did get the STD. Um, nice. and, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're number four in offensive rebounds and number five in points. So they get, they get extra possessions with the boards, and then they get a lot of points. Um, they're going up against the number 12 seed, Albuquerque Atomics, who got the um, automatic bid after winning uh, their Conference 32 tournament over Yuma, Albuquerque, um, great coach, um, McMire, but he's not top 10 in any statistical category. You look at these two teams and New Orleans is really talented. Um, they just score a lot. Michael Rivera, the senior, uh, Jonathan Sorison. I mean, you, you really like, I really like the way this team plays. Um, then you look at Albuquerque and they really rely on Donovan Young and Timothy Hassler. And, a lot's going to be told on how those two perform. Um, I mean, everything's going to be, uh, is going to be, is going to come from how do those two perform um, on Monday? Yeah. So New Orleans hasn't done much. I know they, they won their opening game of the season against top 16, uh, 16th ranked team, Santa Ana. And, and they've been an NT team very consistently. But, boy, they play so many cupcake games during their schedule. It's hard to feel like there's anything really there. I really, 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 really love um, the, the record down the stretch from Albuquerque. I love that they beat Yuma in the last game of the, the, to win their conference tournament. And Yuma's a top-20 team themselves. They played Yuma within two earlier in the season. Um, I think Albuquerque is up to play a good team. And, my God, I've picked so many chalk games so far. I, I need to pick an upset. I feel like a team like Albuquerque can come – yeah, and I i mean, I would really like to see um, – I'd really like to see them, Albuquerque, play Luke Chavez at point guard a little more. 
um, than he has been. He, I mean, he plays 14 minutes a game, but I really like that guy coming off the bench. And if you look at his per 30 numbers, they're, they're pretty incredible. Um, yeah, they're pretty incredible, but I don't know. That's a, uh, so, so I like Albuquerque too. Should be a good matchup. Um, let's, uh, let's move on. And, and let's just say this, that top half of this bracket is just loaded. Yeah. <laughs> There's some really good teams in there. You, you take out Montgomery and you take out Mobile. And I mean, that's, that's six really solid teams that could all make it to the Elite Eight. And that are used to winning regular season games. I mean, these are teams that churn it up in their own conferences. They, they, all, they all belong in the NCT. Yeah. So let's go to the bottom half. We got College Station, the Vipers, number two seed out of conference 23. Um, they are number 10 overall, 176. They're 16 and two. They lost a out of conference game to Ann Arbor and then they lost to Houston, um, which usually this team is undefeated, but um, mm-hmm. you know, you can only make it so far. And they, and you look at this team, Thomas Cahill, their sophomore small forward, 22 points a game. And then they're going up against a, Kind of a, I mean, they're a scrappy team uh, in Dallas. Uh, Jesus Pickering and Justin Lee are their two guys that really go off, and that those are the guys they really rely on. Uh, so you look at College Station, obviously they don't have a great strength of schedule, number 156, but they're number seven in three points attempted, number 10 in true shooting percentage, number five in true shooting margin, number one in turnovers. So they don't turn it over. I know that's the key to your heart, um, Jesse. And then Dallas isn't top 10 in any statistical category, number 95 overall, but they are 14 and four. They got that automatic bid out of conference 25. What do you think about this matchup? I mean, so Dallas is, uh, took over my conference this year. Conference 25 is where I'm at in Lubbock. Um, it's a trash conference. None of the wins there should mean anything to anybody. I think it's nice. Dallas did a nice thing by winning the double, taking the regular season and the conference tournament. That way they're not stealing anything from any, anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are there to collect souvenirs. Um, okay. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, they're, those, they're that 15 seed, you know, that's watching – Right. Sunday and they get so excited just because their name's called, you know, and they knew it was going to be called because they won their conference and their conference tournament, but it just feels good to have your name called, you know, that's right. They're an active team, active coach. And, it, and it's nice that they're there, but uh, yeah, it's nice that they're there. <laughs> All right. Let's look at this seven ten matchup. We've got the Idaho fall potatoes, number 25, 86 strength of schedule um, going up against the Gulf shore mustard tigers. Uh, NTT defending champs, um, not a great strength to schedule, lost a lot of games, but they won conference 13, you know, uh, you know, you, you gotta look at Zachary story and Ricardo King, that, that duo that, um, yes. plays together. You really like them. I really like them. Um, you know, and they, they did lose a lot from last year. They lost their point guard and they lost their small forward, but they brought back Elliot Thomas. They brought back Ethan Aguilar. Um, and this team fought and they made the NTT, but can they defend their title? Um, so Gulf Shores is the number nine team in opposing free throws attempted. They're the number one team in opposing true shooting percentage, number six team in true shooting percentage margin, number four team in rebounding margin, number three in blocks, number four in opposing points given up, and then number yeah number nine in opposing free throw percentage or free, free throws attempted. So I, yeah, I think I yeah. um, Idaho Falls, on the other hand, 
is number 25 with the 86 strength of schedule, but not top 10 in any statistical category in the NTT. Well, Gulf Shores is, they haven't played a team higher than higher ranked than 99 all season. And they lost their one against the ni- the 99th ranked team. So um, a lot of those numbers are, are kind of getting puffed up by playing these Juco teams. So, yeah. Yeah. And obviously they're a really good team. They won the NTT last year. They know how to win and they know how to go deep in this. And they have their guys that carried them last year, but they're just not the same team as they were last year. Um, I'm surprised they didn't take Zachary's story. That's the all league uh, guard they have scoring 30 points a game last year. Again, 30 points a game this year. I'm surprised they didn't just move him to the point position. Uh, That's where all the pressure and all the trouble is. And they decided to stick a freshman in at point guard. He's had some results. He's an okay shooter. He's okay with the ball. But, boy, um, when you put a freshman in that kind of position, it's hard to see things going well. I really hope they, they invest a lot of ball handling and a lot of, a lot of their usage in Zachary's story. Yeah. All right, let's look at the three seed. we got the San Diego Rebels coached by Crazy Cobra. Uh, one, they are – I mean, they had a really great start to the uh, – they had a really great start to the season, and then they really faltered down the stretch, losing uh, three of the last six games, including their last two. Um, so that that's always hard. They're going up against the St. Louis Iron Deeks. Uh, so they're they're pretty balanced team overall. You look at San Diego. San Diego. Um, San Diego is the number nine team overall, and then they are the number. Five team in assists, seven team in steals, tenth team in points. Uh, whereas St. Louis um, is the number ninety-seven team overall, but they're not top ten in any statistical category. What do you yeah. see in this matchup? Yeah, St. Louis doesn't excel at anything. They didn't play in a very tough conference. They got beat by every good team they played against. I don't know what's there. Uh, they, they get a big seven-foot center, and you always like to see some size in there. Uh, their point guard shoots and passes a little bit. He's a senior named Brooke James. Mm-hmm. That's nice, but they yeah they did they just don't win games. San Diego has been around. I, I think this is a comfortable game for San Diego. Yeah. Eric and they have a six six power forward. Uh, a little Charles Barkley action going for twenty three points and nine I rebounds. Kidding, kidding. He's an amazing player. I don't know how they get him free so much against all the you know he's played against some tall trees during his season. Yeah, he's posting numbers. Yeah, and really what this is going to come down to for San Diego, and I talked to their coach after the game, he was talking to me, San Diego can do damage in this tournament, but their defense has to show up. And you look at their last two games, and it's just like, how do you give up 96 and 93 points? Obviously, you're you're playing good teams. There's no doubt about that. But... I mean, the last time you played Oakland, you gave up 66, and then you gave up 96. And then the last time you played Reno, you gave up 58, and then you give up 93. It just doesn't seem – it doesn't – it seems like something might be wrong in the water. And hopefully they can right the ship. This is a pretty easy tune-up game that they should get through. But um, don't sleep on St. Louis. They have a decent they – they can definitely win this game. All right. All right, so we'll look at the next matchup. We have the 6-11 matchup. We got the Vicksburg Blue Rage. Uh, coach Marchazzi, um, great coach, uh, makes the end. I am so tired of seeing his name in my recruiting list. Let me tell you that. That dude is sneak. Sorry, go right ahead. 
No, yeah, you, you look at their <laughs> senior right. That's what that's who leads them. Robert Cobb, Dalton Taylor. I mean, these guys are these guys are beasts. They're going up against Carbondale, the Eclipse. Um, congratulations to Drizzy Dell 007. First ever NTT performance for this team. Oh, nice. Seth Clark, their senior shooting guard, 24 points a game. That guy can play. I like Daniel Aguilar as a, uh, as a big man that can defend, pass, rebound. Not that shooting guard is six foot eight. Yeah. Wow. So Carbondale is number seven in free throws attempted and number eight in assist. Uh, whereas, uh, yeah, whereas the team they're playing. Uh, Vicksburg, yeah. Vicksburg. Yeah, Vicksburg is the number six team in opposing free throws attempted, uh, number seven in true shooting percentage, number seven in rebounding margin, number four in turnovers, number three in free throws attempted. So very balanced team. They get to the line. They play great defense. Um, it, it should be a pretty interesting game. What do you see in this one? So, I mean, Vicksburg obviously comes in as the favorite. They've played well against teams with winning records so far. Uh, they they beat Jacksonville early on in the season, but again, much like some other teams we've talked about, they they haven't played. Uh, boy, have they played anyone who's going to be in the NTT? I don't think they've played anyone who's in the big dance right now, no. unless you look at their their exhibition games. They beat San Antonio in exhibition uh, as San Antonio's number two overall. But since the season started, they they haven't really had a chance to to have that tune up game that you want to to kind of get your feet wet against real good competition. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's talk. Um, yeah, let's talk quick about um, just our picks for this region. I got uh, Jefferson City taking down Banger. Uh, Jackson 5 taking down New Orleans. Uh, I'm going to take College Station over Gulf Shores, um, and I'm going to yeah. take Carbondale actually over St. Louis. So I got yes. Oh, you stole my my steal. Yeah, that's a great pick, Carbondale. Carbondale looks wonderful. Love the senior up, experience. Up leadership on scoring. Yeah, I'm all in on Carbondale. So I'm taking Carbondale all the way to the Elite Eight over College Station, and I got them losing to Jackson Five. So Jackson Five with the upset over Jefferson City in the. Uh, and the Sweet 16 and Jackson – so Jackson 5 onto the Final Four. What do you got? I, I think College Station pulls through. I really, really, really like Thomas Cahill. Uh, plenty of size at small forward. And, again, Alexander Mill is a beast down low. So I, I think College Station pulls it out. I, I don't love their point guard, but the team's been together a while. So I think College Station comes through, leaves Jackson 5 behind in that championship game. All right. Any players to watch for you? Or I guess I can go first. Um, I mean, there's you, you look at Robert Kaufman and Trenton Taylor. Those guys are great. Seth Clark for Carbon. Yeah. Melvin Dent and uh, and D'Angelo Miles uh, from Julian Woodard. Uh, he's probably going to make it one game, but he's a great player. Uh, Luke Newmeister, um, Gabriel Mangus, and Hayden Long. Yeah. And Vicksburg probably has the best big man in the group. Trenton Taylor at center yeah. is 24 points, 10 rebounds, three and a half blocks. He's all over the place. Yeah, I really like Casey Kraft too. Um, Casey yeah. Kraft and uh, Tristan Cooper out of uh, St. Louis. So there's some good players for sure in this uh, region. Hopefully there's not anyone we're forgetting. 
Um, any, so you think Carbondale's would be your sleeper in this region? Yeah, definitely Carbondale's a sleeper. They, they can go as far as they want to. I feel like, um, they'll eventually hit trouble against, I think Cal station gets them, but, uh, Carbondale can win two from that 11th spot. And you don't see that every day. And I love that top half of the bracket. I mean, anyone can come out of there, you know, really like I could see Albuquerque, I could see Jackson, I could see Banger, I could see Stillwater and I could see Je- Jefferson city. Yeah. All- Jefferson City's still good enough to be a one. Yeah. So, um, cool. So you, you, you're taking uh, college station over Jefferson city. Over Jackson. I, I think Jackson comes sure. out too. Okay, cool. All right. Next up, we will talk about the uh, region three.